0: Well, your Kansas City Chiefs take care of business against the Arizona Cardinals 38-10. to 10. We're going to go ahead and review that game, Chiefs Kingdom. So with that being said, welcome to the Keem Connect Podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast, here with your host and producer, Eric Lepartis. Welcome to Kingdom Connect. If you guys don't know who I am, I'm a certified health and performance trainer, corrective exercise specialist, and nutritional coach, a longtime Kansas City Chiefs fan, and most importantly, a football fan. Let's go ahead and we'll get on with this uh, review episode of the preseason week two game against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Uh, your Kansas City Chiefs took care of business 38-10. to 10. It was a pretty good game. Started off a little slow, kind of our normal fashion, and then they just started firing on all cylinders. Now, granted, Arizona's a shitty team. They'll probably be the shittiest team or at least one of the shittiest teams um, in the league this year. Uh, I think they're most likely going to move on from Kyle Murray or going to try to figure out how to move on from him at some point. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, and so I'm not going to try to sit there and say that you know, it was like a tough win or anything like that. It was something that you should have went and did, take care of business, and, which is what the team did. And you can't complain at all. And at the end of the day, they're going to play who they play. It's not like they asked the teams to be crap. Um, and, again, it is preseason. We're still in preseason. We still have one more preseason game um, to get to. So we're not we're not done with it yet um let's go ahead and get on with the notes what do i have down today okay let's start off with the offense um obviously the qbs they looked great um it was kind of like whoa what what, what's going on pat uh the first few drives um just kind of just throwing the ball around guys were kind of dropping rasheed rice had that quick drop and Trav had a drop um and then you know you saw the play where mahomes ran out of bounds he was out of bounds but you know he tried to toss it to MVS, didn't really connect. But um on that same play, it was shown that Kelsey was wide open on the other side of the field. But who knows if Mahomes would have really like really did that. Not that he couldn't have, he really could have, but it's just one of those things where he just didn't see him in the moment. <clears throat> but uh for the most part all the quarterbacks had over a hundred QB rating, um, which is good in a preseason game. All the quarterbacks got playing time um, I think Blaine Gabbert wasn't originally gonna play, but just because Shane Bouchelle was really killing it, and it wasn't like he, you know, he was showing that okay, he's going through his drives, he's going through his snaps, like pretty efficient. Let's go ahead and get him out of there. Let's get Blaine a few snaps, um, and that's kind of how it was. It almost made you wonder if they were gonna move Blaine to third string, even though that's kind of what some of Chiefs Kingdom have been wanting. I think I I I said that on the uh, last episode. Uh that I think that Shane has proven that he could be QB number two now now Andy Reed said the presser at the end of the game, hey, the original plan wasn't gonna have Blaine play tonight um and we did and and so that I don't think that meant that he lost his spot or anything And he's gonna always want a veteran to be a backup to his uh QB. Now, I think, honestly, it's it's kind of not fair to Shane because I think Shane deserves to be a starting quarterback or at least QB, two on some roster. And if he just sticks around here, he's just going to be always known to be behind Pat and whoever else, you know, until he becomes an old guy. But he's going to be an old – by the time he's an old guy, Pat's going to be an old guy. So it doesn't – you know, it doesn't really, you know, matter. I think he needs uh, – I think he needs to be gone, and not in that in the negative way, but just because I know Andy Reid's not going to put him at QB2, and I think he needs to be gone to be a starter somewhere else. And he could be a starter on a lot of teams right now in the in the, the league. Uh, I mean, shit, I could name off a few. Tampa Bay, um, hell, I mean, even if the Rams, if Stafford gets hurt, I mean, their team... You know, what if Brock Purdy doesn't turn out to be who he is? Now, granted, they have Darnold and Trey Lance to play with, but who knows? I mean, those some of those guys can't even stay healthy either. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta, you don't know how Ritter's going to be. I mean, there's a lot of situations where I can see down the line maybe them making a trade for Bouchelle, someone making a trade for Bouchelle because they need quarterback help. Because I don't see the Chiefs just going to be willing just to let him just go like that. They're going to they're going to keep him on this roster. Because granted, even even though like the third quarterback doesn't count, they're just they wouldn't just let him go to the practice squad. Um, he uh, you know, he was connecting with Rice all day. Uh, and, you know, he had a, you know a few passes to other guys. He had that r- rushing touchdown. I think right after that is when they uh, they put Blaine in. Um, and then Blaine, Blaine just said, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and show this young guy, you know, that who I am. And I think, you know, compared to last game, it was his first game with the Chiefs. I think there's gonna be some jitters. Um, you know, just with being the first time of any team. So I can understand that. But he, he played a very he very he played a very much better game uh this go around. Blaine did. Um even that one play uh to Justin Ross into the end zone that he missed I went back and looked at it that was more on Justin Ross now that I look back at it than it was Blaine and not that it was a bad thing or anything like that I think I think it's a very easily corrected thing um it's just you know about just getting the, the reps in into it and just getting that chemistry down um because at the end of the day, you kind of want him to have the chemistry with Pat, but he's out there with Blaine. And that would have been an easy money touchdown if he, instead of turning right, he would have turned left and went to where he needed to be. Um, and he realized it. That's why he, like, quickly tried to backtrack, but it was just it was just too late. Um, and, you know, he beat himself up because that would have been a touchdown. That would have been two weeks in a row of justin ross touchdowns and um so but he had great catches in the game it wasn't like he didn't have any catches i if i remember i almost want to say pat threw him one in the beginning pat hit like nine different receivers in the game uh, so if that tells you anything and Bouchelle was slinging it and then uh, blaine gabbert was slinging it. and then he had a ludic a ludicon or a, or oh he keeps saying a Lutacon, Oladokin. Oladokin, he's um, he's coming in the uh, he came in the game. You know, he had a few uh, good plays. He finished out. Um, you know, there was some like sloppiness, but he still had over a hundred uh, QB rating. And it was a nice day for the quarterbacks. All right, let's move on to the uh, running backs. Um, my inf- uh, my evaluation of that: Clyde, is still slow, can't find the hole. Um, he had one good play on an outside zone, but or maybe it was inside zone. I can't remember, but that was like the one one good play that I saw him in. Um, he's going to be RB three. I just I I thought maybe there been a possible chance where they might move on from him. It's just not going to happen. And at this point, I'm going to have to do another uh, a 53 man roster a prediction or um, uh, next next episode. Uh, because I'm changing my mind on some on the running back situation, I, I think they're going to only carry three, and I think that three is going to be um, C C H, uh, and it's going to be uh, uh, McKinnon and Pacheco. <clears throat> Pacheco was actually caught seeing today in a full in a full red uh, practice jersey, so he's full go now. Um, and he can get ready to get uh, to get going for week one, have him week uh, starter week one. And then you're going to have McKinnon uh, as your backup and then Ceh will get in the rotation. I can only Im- I can imagine that they want like, you know, they'll have Pacheco like play up the field. They'll use Ceh in like passing situations and uh, more goal line stuff. Um and then they will uh use McKinnon on third downs for like the blocking and then obviously in certain pass situations too because he did score nine touchdowns last last year you got to count for that. Um, McKinnon had one good uh, run. P. Ryan, he looks really good. He looks really good, and that that could just be the veteran in him. He's been in the league for some time. Um, but I just, just given the situation, I think they they still have the love and respect for clyde you know even though they know that this is probably it for him um it's just one of those things where they're gonna still give him that respect uh for being a first round pick even though you know what i know that we give clyde you know a lot of crap um and again for me it's always just been because he hasn't been available and you know cuz you know he would show the stride and then he would just get hurt at the worst times of the year and then he's missing most of the most of the season if not all of it and it's like whoa and um and it's kind of hindered him you can tell in his you can tell in his running it's like he's he's hesitant on some things and you know and i think just because he's a you know he's a He's a smaller guy. And to be fair, him playing in LSU, that 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 line was good at LSU, but that's that's the college level. I could imagine all those guys, some like it maybe one of their tackles is actually a tackle in the NFL, and the other tackle ended up being a guard. If that tells you anything. And then your your interiors are gonna stay in the interior guys. So they get small. They're smaller, obviously, in college, and that's college level. You're in the pros. This is different. These are big, grown, three hundred pound, you know, three hundred pound plus guys coming at you full speed. And he's just a small guy. Um, That's why I hate when they try to make him run laterally uh, because he's not he's not fast enough to get there. I think he's better up uphill, um, but more better in the passing game. That's just kind of my take on the running backs. Running backs are all right uh, most of the game. Pete Ryan had had most yards because he got the most carries at the end of the day. Um, at the receivers, oh gosh, man, it's 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 one of those things. Andy Reid mentioned six or seven receivers are gonna you know are gonna make it, and I I ultimately think it's gonna be seven. Uh, there's just two. There's there's seven guys on this team right now that are just too good not to have you already know tony mvs sky and rice are locks those four are locks now <clears throat> um the only reason why i say those four because rice was a third was a second round pick he's gonna get significant time and he's shown in this game especially that He's he can he can recover from a drop and then be and then ball all game. And he looked like Sammy Watkins out there. That's what Mahomes said. I even saw some of the plays. There were some of that, like you know, the you see how Sammy would literally catch a ball in the middle of the field and then he like just like quickly just shifted, juked one guy and then another. And then he's darting down the field and scoring a touchdown. It almost felt like that. Now, granted, uh, that play he almost fumbled on. Um, Rasheed Rice did, but he held on to it. Um, Now, Watson, he's going to stay. I guess you can go ahead and count him as a lock. Those five are locks because Watson, you know, he's as much as Chiefs Kingdom gets on to him about, you know, taking snaps from other guys, he does catch, he catches touchdowns from Pat. And you can't really complain um, if he's doing that. Um, And then that leaves, you know, Richie James, which, you know, they love him in special teams. And then, the seventh guy is going to be Justin Ross. I mean, the the hype. I I understand maybe you know the PR team over the for the Chiefs counts or just getting paid extra to blow him up. But you wouldn't be featuring him this much if 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 he wasn't if he wasn't a lock for this team. Now, I'm still not going to be shocked if they go six and they keep him on the practice squad and say, hey, man, we're going to need you. Just just wait. I don't see it happen. You know, I I hope it doesn't happen. I think he's earned it, and I think they're I think they they can roll with seven this year, because you know, look at it this way, look what happened in the AFC Championship last year. Yeah, guys go down, and he's I and mean, Patrick Mahomes has to throw to Marcus Kemp in the fourth quarter. So you're gonna need bodies. Look at Tony. Tony's starting the season. Tony's gonna start the season on IR. He's not. I mean. He's not gonna be ready by week one even though if he even though they said he's gonna play, be ready by week one you know Andy Andy's gonna need him to get acclimated and I don't know when he's gonna show up at any point from his injury now I'm sure he's in this rehab process by now I could um uh can imagine but um yeah those those guys seem like the locks of the receiver now I will say Crawford uh Amir Marset. Amir Smith, marset and Cornell Powell and Freifogel, those guys were balling in the backups. Freifogel scored a touchdown, Amir Marset, he was balling all fucking game. He had damn near 100 yards along with Rice. Um, I think those guys are starter, I think those guys can be starters on some teams. Um they won't be starters here. They'll either be practice squad or they'll be starters on other teams. I think with uh Mir, uh, Powell, uh, Smith, marset I think those guys, since they were on the team most of the practice squad and they won the chance, they won Super Bowls with the team. Um, they should try to get their opportunity somewhere else to actually be a starter, in my opinion. Um, Cornell Powell, this, I mean, he doesn't need to be on the practice squad no more. He's worked his ass off to be on the, to not be on the practice squad. And he was unfortunately caught in a draft that, you know, at the time, they didn't really feel like they needed a receiver. You know, even though we were we were losing Sammy Watkins, um, we still had Tyree Kill, you know, and other guys. And so Cornell Powell was just like was just a pick. And they had it's a pick that they hope would have panned out. And unfortunately, it took him to it took them till his third year, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, get there. But, you know, that's just kind of the how the, the business works. But I think those guys can start on other teams. Like I said, Crawford had a game. Uh, Amir Smith Marset had a really good game. Powell had a really good game, and Fogel did. All right, looking at the tight ends, um, Trav, Like I said, he had that that drop. That but that was just because Pat like really chucked it. Pat, Travis was not even paying attention. He didn't. He turned his head around way too, way too late. But after that, then, you know, he had, like, a couple good passes to him. And, like I said, there was one play where he did throw it across his body back to Trav, but it was taken back because of lineman downfield. Um, but they took Trav out immediately. They didn't really keep him in that long. Um, Noah Gray is tied in two. He's proven that. Uh, Bell, he was getting smacked around. Kaiser Wright rocked him. And let me take a second real quick before I even move forward with this episode. Now, getting the broadcast, watching the game, you we, you know, if you're local Kansas City or close to Kansas City, that area, and you had the 41 Action News broadcasting for Kansas City, it was Trent Green, and I forget the guy's name, that he does it every year um, with, um, I forget his name, but they're fine. Now I'm in this Chiefs group chat and they were saying that the the commentators were awful. And I was just like, or okay, these guys must not be watching the 41 action broadcasting. They must be watching the out of out of network broadcasting. And um if they were watching on the NFL Plus, then they were watching it on it, I think it was Arizona Cardinals broadcasting since it was home to their to their um uh to their stadium. And the guy with the deep voice, it's like he hated the – it's like you could tell he hates the Chiefs. And he was just like, yeah, kill him, kill him." He was pretty much saying that, yeah, I, I hope that they they hurt them. Like, he wasn't saying this, but the way he sounded on some plays, he was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, get them and all this and that. Like, it, for one, he was they, – they sucked. They were missing – Getting numbers incorrect as far as like players, when Bell got rocked, it, he said, "Oh, Kelsey got his bell rung." And I'm like, um, "No, that wasn't Kelsey. That was Blake Bell." Um, let's not let's not disrespect the goat here. He Kelsey's not going to just let himself get rocked. Now I know he got bo- uh, uh, spine bustered by uh, uh, Duran James last year, but that <laughs> Kelsey don't get rocked like that. He's been smacked before. I'm not saying he has it, but he just he doesn't usually let guys do that to him. Um, he and that doesn't mean he avoids the contact. He actually Kelsey takes a lot of contact more than a lot of people like to give him. Uh give him credit for, I should say. Um, but Bell, they're gonna use him as the Belldozer just because that's just who it is. Um Bushman. I think if they keep four, he's looking like he's going to be tied in four. He had a couple uh, good snaps. He's not as explode. I, I don't think he's as a, he's not as as athletic as Jody. Uh, but I think you can scheme him open pretty good. And he's a little bend, a little shifty that he can kind of get around. Not like Travis Kelsey shifty, but he's, I would say he's, I would honestly say he's probably a little bit more shiftier than gray. Gray is just smarter and Gray can get to his spots. And, Uh, read the defense better all right let's move on to the offensive line didn't really need to talk much about the tight ends like that um offensive line looks great phenomenal i think this this honestly has the opportunity to be the best offensive line in the league i'm not saying it's going to happen but i think it has the opportunity to be We already have the best interior. We just added two tackles that have been good in their careers. Juwan Taylor has been a a good, right tackle in uh, Jacksonville and Donovan Smith's been a long time, good left tackle in Tampa Bay. And, you know, Donovan Smith, I mean, I found out the whole, you know, the catering thing that he did for the team and, um, you know, down in St. Joe, you know, especially being the new guy on the team. I mean, he just, you know, wanted to do that, but, the thing about new guys coming to the team, the team treats you like. You, I mean, from what I've heard um, from my, you know, my my sources, people that are affiliated with the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, or that people that I know that are affiliated, um, they say from the locker point, the locker room standpoint, how Andy Reid has gotten his culture built. Um, if there's a new guy that comes in, like rook, obviously rookies, um, you know, rookies are gonna, you know, be rookies and stuff like that, and have to grow into the system, into the culture. But you know, bringing new guys that have already been veteran, they're veterans, they've been in the league. You bringing them over, um, like Donovan Smith, for example, or Jawan Taylor, uh, they treat you like you've been there, like you you have been there. Now, if you come in there all high and mighty, like with your head all high and you act like you're the shit, you know, then there, that's that's one thing. And I don't think God, I think the culture is too strong for and it, for, it almost makes you check your ego at the door, you know, because of the, the prestige franchise that you're walking in the building that you're walking into. Um, not that players are I don't I can't speak for players or how they think, but. I can imagine that, you know, everybody feels welcomed immediately that they are. Um, and I don't even know how I got into deep into this topic, but they they make you they make you feel um, the team makes you feel like you've been there. And Donovan Smith, he's won a Super Bowl and that was against us. You know, he's a Super Bowl champion. So there's already that respect there of knowing how to get through the playoffs, knowing what it takes to win the big dance. Um and again, you just get treated like you're already one you're already part of the family and you already are the family. I mean, that was Drew Tranquil said he felt the same way. He said just being over here, I mean, you already you automatically just it automatically just instills in you that you already know what the goal is and that's winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that's obviously the goal no matter what, but I think some players look at their situations and and realistically know that this that their team is never gonna win a Super Bowl. Like Brian Burns for example, he knows damn well that Carolina is not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. <laughs> um anyways, I kind of got off topic with all that the culture stuff, but um back on the offensive line, um these t- the tackles, they looked great. Um I love the way Juwan Taylor, he his uh he how he moves off the snap. It's like um oh god, ah, for blanking his name, Lane Johnson. It, he's it almost looks like he's false starting, but he's not. It he's not. He literally he literally does it perfectly. The times it perfectly. And it's and by the way there's a game going on. It looks like the Commanders and the Ravens are playing on Monday night. Um doesn't I know Lamar wasn't going to play. There's Zay Flowers moving around and stuff. They compared him to Tyreek, but there's only one Tyreek in the league. And um what else was I gonna say? Back on the offensive line, we already know the interior is the best interior in the league. If if Taylor can play up to a Pro Bowl level, somewhat level, and then Smith, like you know, just your veteran presence, how you've always been, you know, you've blocked for a, you blocked for the GOAT for three years. Um, last year was bad, but you know the the 2020 and 2021 year, you you were good. Um, and you know you know what it's you know what it's like. And he was just slinging guys, just throwing guys to the ground, pancake after pancake after pancake. Um, and you know the first string offensive line looked really good. Um, in general, pass block and run pro Um, kind of shaky in the beginning, but with the run protection. But then they, you know. Went in, did pretty good after that. Um, Grady didn't play. Uh, as far as the backups go, Allegretti didn't play. Uh, Wanya Morris did not play good, which is kind of confusing because this was a worse team compared to St. Louis and he played really good. Oh, St. Louis, uh, New Orleans. I don't know why I said St. Louis, Saint the Saints. That's why I just quickly speaking, uh, but yeah, compared to the Saints, uh, team Niang was okay, he played some left uh tackle as well. Mike Clint Mike Kellyendo Writer Ryder was all right. Um Prince. Uh Prince looks like the better backup left tackle, Prince Tega. Um it makes you wonder what's gonna happen with Wanye. He might just stay as that third stringer, like as that swing. Uh I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I don't even know what's gonna um gonna happen with um Ooh, sorry, another... Sorry, this play from Zay Flowers just popped up. I want to see what... Ah, that wasn't nothing. It, it was just like, like... It looked like a wide receiver screener. He just threw it out into the flat, and he just got upfield and turned up and scored. It's good for them. I mean, the Ravens are undefeated, apparent Or not undefeated, but they're... Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was a good play. I'm not do- dogging it, but... um. Uh, the Ravens are undefeated in the preseason. I keep saying undefeated, they're like 25 or 24 and 0 in the last 24 games. Um, of being undefeated in preseason games, I wasn't saying in totality undefeated, but like within like the last 24 games, it's kind of ridiculous. All right, so I wanted to do a little thing, um, with the offensive line and kind of compare them to food. Now it's I'm not trying to say that because of the bigger guys, but you know I think this is kind of a fun um ta- uh, kind of a fun little tactic to do, not tactic, but uh exercise, I should say. so uh for Juwan Taylor, I compared him to popcorn. Now the reason why I say that is because it's quick and it's easy. Juwan Taylor makes the way he's playing right tackle right now. now granted it's still preseason. He's getting off the ball quick, and he's making it look pretty easy out there. Now, he did have that hands to the face, but he had a hands to the face to him first. Now, moving on from Trey Smith, moving on to Trey Smith, steak and potatoes, baby. Steak and potatoes. The thickness, the fullness, the just coming at you. Good, juicy steak, beef, potatoes. Nice starch just coming right at you pulling you over making you fool that protein carbs right there just Trey Smith all day um Creed Kansas City barbecue you know why because it's a staple of Kansas City he is the center if if Jason Kelsey wasn't, you know, in the league and, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Creed would be number one. And in most eyes, he is. But Kansas City Barbecue is a staple of Kansas City. He's the center, which is the staple of the offensive line, the glue. And he makes it go. He's the engine. So I call him KC. I, I say he's compared to KC Barbecue. All right, Joe Tooney bacon cheeseburger you know why because you can't go wrong with it and it can be technical at times but the most like i said the 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 main thing is you can just never go wrong with a cheeseburger and you can never go wrong with joe tooney because you can always count on him just like you can always count on a cheeseburger <laughs> i know i'm being corny as fuck with all this shit but i think it's pretty cool All right, last but not least, uh, Donovan Smith, pancakes. Because that motherfucker was pancaking guys left and right, play after play after play after play. And I was here for it. That offensive line is going to be great. Now, I don't know how many they're going to carry. I had them carrying nine on my projection. It could be 10. You know, they they've carried 10 in the past. Um but it could be nine if they really trust the health. That's going to be the biggest thing is health, how these guys can stay healthy. You you trust the interior for the most part. I mean, Joe didn't sit out a game last year, I think, and Trey has missed some games before. Um, but these guys all stay healthy. They're going to be the best offensive line in the league, without a doubt. All right, when we get back, we're going to finish up with the Defense. what's good chief's kingdom if you guys like this podcast and like what you're listening to i want you guys to go ahead and give it a five-star rating and a good review you can find this podcast on all your major audio platforms whether that's apple Podcasts or spotify Um, you guys can go ahead and follow the podcast only on instagram and that's at kingdom connect and then you guys can follow me personally on instagram and twitter at big ekc that's big ekc and like I said, go ahead and give this podcast a five-star rating and a really great review. I appreciate you all. All right, Cheese Kingdom, we are back. Let's get on with the defense. Um, so you guys remember how I was talking a few episodes ago about uh three-three-five stack looks, um, which is more of like a nickel uh, formation out of a 3-4 base um how they were utilizing it uh this week because they did do some 335 um on a few few plays rushing the three linemen um they would do it either with the three linebackers out there or they would do it more of like a big nickel with like an extra safety um but keeping the five dbs the two the the other two deep safeties and then you have your nickel and your two boundary corners but then that, that box safety is playing next to the two middle linebackers, <clears throat> which is more of a big nickel look out of a 3-3-5. Three, three, um, or you can just keep, like, the three linebackers if you just want to have the, the three actual linebackers out there. Um, and they you saw some 3-4 looks. I mean, there was, a, there was a point where you had, like, Willie and uh, Nick. You had Willie and Nick in the uh, middle. Leo came down, dropped down to the edge. You shifted the lineman over. Um, and then you had Omenihu, who he did a few times with hand in the dirt, and he did one play with his standing up where it looked like a true three four. Um, because uh both your defensive tackles essentially became um one of your D tackles became a like more of like a I want to say like more of two, I, I have to look at the all 22 when it really, I haven't really got the chance to look at the all 22, which matter of fact, I haven't, I don't know if the all 22 hasn't even came out. It hasn't even really came out yet on the NFL plus. So um, I've been just having to rewatch the highlights. I don't know when the all 22 will come out. I don't know how they, they get all that shit taken care of, but um yeah, you, you saw uh the shift over where the, one of the DNs uh, became like a the other outside linebacker, or you know, essentially handling the dirt D end still. Um, and then uh, a D tackle moved over to became became another end. Um, your no, your your no, your other D tackle um, became your like your one tech became like your nose guard essentially. You're like a true nose guard, and. <clears throat> Who else? Um, uh, would say who Carloftis, I'm, I'm trying to think who was out there. So I'm sorry. I'm trying, I don't really have any visuals to show you guys because this is all audio. But you had Carloftis at the end. He was playing a DN still. And then your defensive tackle became, uh, like Nadi was like defensive tackle became the true nose tackle. And then, um, who would be essentially Chris Jones? Uh, he played the other end. I, they had a rotation of guys, so he played essentially the other end. And then Omena, who was actually the true defensive end, essentially became the outside linebacker with Leo as, as the other end being the <clears throat> Leo be on the other side being the outside linebacker. Sorry, I was trying to get the words out. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, but so like I said, they were showing some three four looks, and that's that's Joe Colon right there because you weren't really getting a lot of this last year, or definitely not the year before. Um, you weren't getting – I mean, you got some of it last year, but you weren't really getting it a whole lot. It wasn't until, like, the end of the year that they were kind of implementing it, but they're implementing it a lot this year. This is all Joe Cullen, in my opinion. It almost makes you wonder are, if, if Spags decides to, you know, call this his last year as DC, do they move Joe Cullen? Do they move uh, – do they ask – Merit if he wants to be the DC Now I'm kind of jumping up uh, To other topics but um, Yeah you know I think this was Joe Collins Influence uh, with the 3-4 looks The 3-3 the, the three, three, uh, 5 stack. I mean he even said it last year that They were going to be multiple so um, And they were Doing their normal 4-3 and the normal 2-2-5 nickel the normal stuff that Spags likes to implement um, But they were showing a lot of looks this uh, Past weekend um, as far as the linebackers go, uh, Nick had a good pass breakup uh, in the middle of the field <clears throat> with Trey McBride. Uh, Willie looked good on some blitzes. Um, he did stop that uh, screen play that could have went for a lot. Uh, they did have Leo on some edge snaps, but you know he didn't really do a whole lot, but he was setting the edge pretty good. Um, Tranquil looked great in coverage and blitzes, and uh, Cochran and Christensen played a lot uh, towards the second half mainly and Christensen looked really good out there. If it wasn't Christensen making a play, it was Cochran making a play. Now those guys are battling out there for that essentially to be that, um, what does it say? That fourth what would be uh, that fifth linebacker spot that essentially would be more special teams if they if they hold five linebackers like they did last year. Um, Because Cochran ended up being like um, special teams along with Darius Harris. Uh, but they, they might only care for who knows. Uh, but for the most part, the linebackers, they were playing around, uh, not playing around like in negative way, but they were, they were playing all around, um, and moving around on the field and, uh, making some plays. Uh, wasn't really aggressive to start the game, but they, you know, started to pick it up towards, the, um, as the game went on. Um, <clears throat> as far as like uh defensive line goes, um, It still doesn't look good without CJ out there. Um, I've said this over and over again. I think Derek Nottie is bad. I don't think he's good. I don't know why they keep bringing him back. He honestly could be a a cut casualty, but because he knows the the defense and just because of who he is to the community, I can see them just hanging on to him. Um, I do like Danny Shelton better. He still played – and Danny Shelton played a good game. Not as good as he did in the Saints game, but he played a pretty good game. Um, Karloftis, I hope to see more Um, I know it's preseason And you'll see more out of him too Um, I'm really banking on a good year For Karloftis, FAU He he has the bend, he has the tools To be a really good pass rusher in this league It's going to be about health and just learning the system And um, yeah Just getting the opportunity in the plays Uh, BJ Thompson got a sack at the end That looked really nice Um, Malik Heron, Kingdo They're getting a lot of snaps, but who knows I think one of those guys could be cut um, or they, if they decide they want to keep six defensive ends, they're definitely going to keep him, one of those two, if not both. Uh, Mike Dana, he's, he was getting a lot of pressure, especially from the interior uh, when they go to NASCAR. You know they're going to throw him out there. Um, and, you know, I, I really like uh, the way they use Mike Dana, and he's been a staple in this defense for the last few years. Uh, Keandre Coburn looked really good out out there. He looked a lot better this game. Uh Omanahu got some pressure towards the beginning game when, when they kept him in before they took him out. Um obviously losing him for the first six games is gonna be rough, you know. But hopefully with getting Chris Jones back, things sh- should be fine. <clears throat> Which it's Monday. I did say, guys, that my hope was he was gonna be here by today. It looks like he's still holding out, man. I I I've said it. I said today was my day with optimism. It is now decreasing as time goes on. I, you know, I'm not going to throw it away immediately. You know, I think he has until Wednesday, at least to be like the acclimation point. Um, at least far as from Andy, you know, as far as like Andy's, per, you know, his wants and need as far as like, um, Expectations. Sorry, I was trying to think of the word. His expectations as far as the acclamation period goes. I think he has to be there by Wednesday to be ready by Week One. Um, I could be wrong on that, but that's what I'm. I I almost think that that's what it is. I'm hoping that he just shows up sometime this week. I just I hope, I really do. Because Chris, man, we need you. We really do. I you know, and I really don't think he's gonna set on twenty million. It's just. You you just yeah, you don't know. Um, on to the secondary. Uh Chamari Connor, I think he was kind of the the I think he was kind of the star of the secondary that night. He he played a hell of a game. You saw that tackle he kind of missed at the beginning, didn't wrap him up fully and hold on and uh but after that he balled. I mean, they played him everywhere. Safe post safety, corner, nickel. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, what if they want him? Uh, to be what Snead essentially was, but because Snead can't stay healthy, um, it's it's one of those things where they don't know if they're going to keep him around. And I honestly, at this point, I don't think they're going to keep him around just due to the fact of that and health. And um, unless, unless he's like one of those guys that wants to take a team-friendly deal to stay on the team, who knows? Um, I can see him being that way, but... I I I don't know. I think I think the way that Shamari played, they're definitely gonna have they're definitely gonna have a role for him in that defense. Uh McDuffie, he's proven he's a sticky, he's got sticky uh coverage. Now he was getting, you know, he did allow some catches, but he was right on their backs. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, I'm sure he was playing them, you know, tough immediately. And it's not like he gave up you know catches all night. I mean, there's like a few that he gave up, but one wasn't even that didn't even count. I mean the dude caught it but he was out of bounds. And that's the thing about McDuffie is like he has this way of just knowing how to make you, you know, you know go out of bounds. And he had a pass breakup that was pretty nice. Um I I was kind of a little concerned with the safeties, even though I shouldn't be. I think it's just it's preseason. We're not getting a whole you know bunch of big looks from them. But I do hope to see a little bit more from Brian Cook at some point. Justin Reed was playing all right when he played closer to the line of scrimmage. Not that – you know, Justin Reed's – they're fine. I think everything's going to be fine. It just could be preseason. Uh, Williams was getting CB3 looks over Watson. I think that was kind of how it was the last game, and we should just keep focusing on that. And hopefully Watson can get a little bit uh, better in his confidence back up uh, so he can get some – playing. he got some playing time out there, but – it was just one of those things where you know Williams is showing that he's going to be CB3. Mike ever Mike Edwards will have an important role in this defense. I mean, I I like his game. I like the way he just runs around and he's just wanting to he just wants to be near the ball. That's why he has uh turnovers. It's like he he's just always near the ball. And that that's what we need in this defense cuz you know we had this we got the sacks last year. Now we need to, you know, now we need to capitalize with turnovers too. Um, Halasi got less playing time, which was kind of uh, weird uh, to me because based off how he played uh, last game, but who knows? Maybe it may be something in practice that we didn't see. Um, I think Echo should be on the practice squad and grow into this uh, defense and grow into his role. Uh, Boodle's trash, but they may keep him on the practice squad. Um, and Bush is really good on special teams, and that's that's pretty much going to be his primary role. Um, and they'll keep him for that. Um, what was I going to say? I was about to say something else. I can't remember. Um, like I mentioned, Sneed has been having his knee problems, hasn't played one snap in preseason yet. Don't really need him to just trying to get him ready for week one. Um, but it's, it's kind of one of those things where, like I said, you're kind of getting concerned for the future of, of, of him. Who knows? Um, Speaking of, I did get a, a notification that they did wave Crawford uh, just to bring on another guy from the uh, I guess he played in the XFL. Couldn't remember the name, but they they waived Crawford, even though I think Crawford did play pretty well um, in the preseason. But, you know, part of the business. All right. That's pretty much the defense. I ran through that pretty quickly more than I did the um, offense. But, yeah, guys, uh, like I said, KC Chiefs took care of business. Uh, 38 to 10 in Arizona. We know a thing or two about winning there. That field was pretty bad, but I mean, it didn't really hinder anything. Um, trying to think, what else? What else? Uh, we will be getting a uh, we will be getting a preview episode out for the Browns game sometime this week, probably on Thursday. Uh, and that's our last preseason game of the year before Week One. Um, yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, I think uh, the guys are the new. Guys are really learning their their positions and their roles. Um, it's I think the I think the one thing as a fan, um, even though I'm not a part of the process, I am getting nervous down for cut down days. It's it's like a lot of guys are playing out there. I think this I think this honestly might be the most competitive. As far as like I've seen backups play in a w- long time, I'm not saying that the other guys hasn't competed last year, but you know it was always like the 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 few guys that you knew were supposed to like ball out. Um, but it looks like I mean a lot of the new guys are just coming in and they're just they're just playing their roles, especially the young guys too. Um, I'm trying to think: Is there anything else I need to get out before we get out of here? I didn't listen to the press conferences. I'm going to take a uh, listen to the replays today, uh, so I couldn't get that information out to you guys. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess that's just going to go ahead and do it for this uh, review episode um, for the Arizona Cardinals. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And like I always say, the connect is always real.